Guys, it is hot take without the hot take here, and as you just I couldn't heard, help myself. It was an idea I had. I said, well, <laughs> well who, who in this universe would relish this situation more than Stephen A. Smith? Well, welcome back to Junior Senior Two Views, uh, another Friday episode for this year, and another Friday Monday uh, episode. A Monday episode. I don't know what day you're talking about? It's <laughs> Monday here. I, I'm just, I'm just, um, I've, as you just heard, the wonderful Stephen A. Smith, uh, the song that. Uh, ESPN created out of all of his Cowboys rants, and it's very it. appropriate for today. As how about them Cowboys? How about the Cowboys? Choke! Let's start with against them. the Niners. Let's start with them. You Abs go first. So, um, a lot of this has to be blamed on d the defense and just defensive um, schemes because they took a lot of penalties, a lot of penalties, and they were extremely undisciplined. Very, very undisciplined. Just and looking at the numbers, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, they're very undisciplined. The stats say it all. 14 times for 89 yards. So that means that the Niners were gifted 89 yards, you know, on top of whatever they did because of undisciplined defense. Now, considering the fact that the Cowboys have two coordinators that could be leaving the ranks. The mighty Quinn, Dan Quinn, yeah. and Kellum Kellum Moore. Oh, Kellum Moore. So they want, no, you know, let me team just, wants a young face. Well, he looks like a six-year-old. Let, let me just throw the blame on Kellum Moore for a bit. What what the hell with his play calling? His play calling was absolutely ridiculous. Why is he going for like wildcat plays at the worst possible moments? What what is he doing? This is the thing. I think what happened is the beginning of the game. The 49ers ran rough shot over the Cowboys. Seven plays, 75 yards, and the Cowboys got scared very quickly. And each drive, they scored. So, Niners scored once yep. and scored again three points. And the Cowboys could not get it going uh, because the offense wasn't on the field long enough because the defense was on the field. Yeah. And, even, like, that's something I – one of the things I was going to mention last week about the Cowboys uh, – on Friday about the Cowboys is that their offense this year has, especially in the back half of the year – has had a propensity to be inconsistent. and But they weren't on the field to be inconsistent enough. The key factor here is, and they'll be picking this apart, going, why didn't Depp Prescott have... He had avenues to get away and run and get some yardage without throwing the ball. What happened there? But he got sacked about five, six times. Jimmy Garoppolo well, didn't get the, sacked uh, once. Their offensive line was exposed. Exposed. Oh, yeah, absolutely exposed. Exposed. Even he with, got sacked five it, times. Even with Bosa getting injured. Well, Bosa and Fred Warner both were out. That was a Cowboys chance to capitalize, and you could see that. Now, Jimmy G threw an interception, and I did say last week, if he throws one, which he always does, that might change things. And it almost did for the, it almost did for the Cowboys. 
because he threw that interception. They scored. They scored down the, on the way down and made it interesting. So, look, I know you. You want to fire Mike McCarthy right away. If well, you, if you were an owner of a team, you'd have no coach. Let's say this: his his time, time management horrible. was horrible, and I I dare say his time management cost them uh, cost them at least twelve points. Twelve points. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think the problem here is the defense and the offense. Offense made plays too. False starts, uh, encroachment by Demarcus uh, by Demarcus Lineman on defense. Fourteen. Four, that's the that's the highest. That is that ties for the highest in playoff history. So you can't. You're not gonna only win games. only Dallas could do something like that. You're not going to win games. Only games. only Dallas could break a record in ineptitude. Only Dallas could do that to themselves. Okay, so I'm going to play an excerpt here because Jerry Jones had a chance to talk to the media. This is a time that uh, when you get this combination of players together, you need to uh, have success. The team shouldn't have been in a position for that last play to have be something controversial, so I'm not going to make it something bigger than it is. When was the last time you were this disappointed after the loss? I can't remember. Well, if I, is, are you telling me that he doesn't remember being that disappointed over the Cowboys? Let's rem- let's go back to 2019 when he said he was beside himself angry when they lost to the Eagles in Week 16. That was the game they needed. And I remember sitting in Dallas-Fort Worth Airport laughing my ass off watching that game. Mm-hmm. Laughing. Well, look, they have assembled top flight stuff. That was before Mike McCarthy. I'm sure that was still Jason Garrett there. Oh, of course, the clap master. So, there's no reason. And I agree with Jerry Jones. He's being very honest. Like, they should have even gotten to the point where Dak Prescott had to do this run, which wasted so much time. And, they, look, it made it interesting because they actually could have scored. I think they could have actually gotten close to scoring because Dak Prescott, if he ran five yards, got up. You look for the referee. The rule is you look for the referee. And he didn't, so... Well, on. but you you look at what happened before they put themselves in that position. No kidding. Same old Cowboys. Next. All right. Moving on. We have... Bengals and the Raiders. The curse is broken. Since it, demons have been exercised forever. Cincinnati... Well, for now. For this one is, Enjoy this, because this is your big, greatest moment since 1990. Yeah. They beat when they were playing the Raider, Raiders... And it was a heart stopper right to the very finish. Since he almost did their trademark, almost blew it. it did almost. their trademark collapse? There was collapsed. a crucial, large throw from Derek Carr right to Deshaun Jackson, which changed things. But a final um, pickoff with 12 seconds to go won them the game and yeah. won them the playoff. Game. Good for them. Uh, I mean, overall, Joe Burrow had a good game. Solid. Oh, yeah. No, he was amazing. He was incredible. He was solid. 24-34-244. No picks. Um, you know, the rushing was good. Everybody ran for, well, close to 100. They didn't run it a lot, but Mixon, Mixon ran well. It was a close game, and then the Raiders started to make mistakes again. This is the thing, folks. This is the playoffs. You cannot make mistakes. And so there was flags thrown. You know, offside here, offside there, and then turnovers. These are this is the playoffs, and those will kill you. So I don't know what that means for Rich Passaccio going. I forward. think he sticks around. Does he just, keep the job? I think Mark Davis will keep him around. Who just, knows what Mark Davis really thinks? Well, Mark well, Davis is all about well, here's flashy the, stuff. Well, here's the thing. I think Mark Davis, of all things, 
right now wants stability with his franchise, and I think Rich Brasaccia brings Brasaccia brings that mm-hmm. because he kept these guys level headed, especially with all the all the crap that was being thrown around right. this season that throw, got thrown to them. Two teammates never to be playing for them again. Uh, another teammate with DUI and Rude. their coach yeah. getting involved with crap that was outside of their team, okay. but. The way he brought stability to this team can't be understated, and he got them to the dance, even if it was by the skin of their teeth. But there was a little bit of controversy in the game. I believe it was the third touchdown by the Bengals. Um, You had Burrow roll out towards the right-hand side of the sideline. He was clearly in, but there was a whistle that was audible, that was pretty audible, even to viewers watching at home. Um, And he threw it. Right to Tyler Boyd for a touchdown, but uh, refs deliberated for a bit and it was ruled a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But the rule states that as when there's a whistle, the play is blown dead. So they should have done it over. But they, they should have done it over. It but happen. they, after a lot of analyzation by a lot of NFL NFL executives, there was a weird loophole in the rule that was exploited, yeah. and Rich Brasaccia all, uh, all but came out and said, "Look." Uh, I'm not going to speak on that yeah. because we we can only control what we can control, yeah. and we lost. It's neither here nor there. Let's say they do it over. I still think Cincinnati was scored. Well, I still it, think no well what here's happened. the thing: the refs in this game were pretty bad. were were pretty terrible for both sides. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, it was either either since he was going to be pissed because they got robbed because Burrow was a mile inside, yeah, or uh, and it was going to be called ref ball, or um. The the raid and now the Raiders are pissed because the play should have blown dead. So the ref screwed it up either way. Oh, well. The ref screwed it up either way, in my opinion. Okay, moving on. The Bucks and Eagles. Uh, it was a foregone conclusion even before the first snap. For it, like, um, Hertz had uh, Hurts. He, he did not have a good game. Hurts. He did not have a he good hurts. game. Okay. Well, 258, 23, 43. He threw a lot, a lot more he, than he wanted to. He threw to. a lot, but there was one crucial play which I noticed. Um, there was a point in time where Devontae Smith was open. Hertz had a small window to be able to go right to Smith mm-hmm. with the safety barreling his way towards towards him to get the pick. But he decides to run, yeah. and it was run for two seconds too long. He throws to Devontae Smith, and it was picked off by the safety. Yeah, but he, he shouldn't have run there. He should have passed immediately. We talked about this already, and I talked about this last week, saying... The Eagles are going to want to run, right? The Eagles are going to want to run. They're going to want to be the ones to control that that aspect of it. But rushing yards-wise, they did rush for 95, but I don't think it was sustained, and then they had to rely on Jalen Hurts. And I like Jalen Hurts. He's more of an Im- improvisational quarterback, in my opinion. I don't see him as a, a guy who can sit in, the, sit in the pocket and throw it. And I think sometimes his throws aren't as accurate as they need to be. And, you know, ultimately, you know, turnovers will kill you. Turnovers will kill And you can't. Two interceptions, two turnovers relate, translate to points. And you can't give Tom Brady a short field to work with. you got to make him work all the way down. You can't do it. So, and, you know, that's But they didn't. Is. And the Bucks pretty much toyed with them all game Well, long. they had time of possession. They had, they had 23 first downs as opposed to the Eagles 14. You're not going to win games without yeah. that. So... That, you know, what could have been was if Dallas won, they would have been 
going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. So now it's the winner of tomorrow's game, the Cardinals and Rams, to head to Tampa Bay. Yeah. So now that that becomes a game. So and we, and we've already talked about that game. Yeah. So, so moving on, let's see what else we got. Bills Patriots. This was a this was a statement. This wow. wasn't this this wasn't just a playoff win. This was a statement. They're in the record books to the Bills. The Bills are the first team in playoffs to ever do that. Seven seven trips. Seven, seven, play, seven trips on the field, seven touchdowns. They That's were never happened. Before. Josh Allen was absolutely like phenomenal. It was like space, you know, NBA Jam. You know, yeah. you're on fire. Everybody was on fire offensively. Like they couldn't be stopped. Defensively, they were fantastic as well. I mean, there was one crucial interception that was so. Dis- it was such a Micah good Hyde. Micah Hyde. Fantastic. That interception. That, it wasn't that even. Took it, the win- that took the sales. It, right it, it wasn't even a bad throw by no, Mac no, no, Jones. No, no, no. It was a it good was, throw. It was a good throw. It, it was just a great play from Micah Hyde. It was yeah, a fantastic. It was, a great play. it was the one of the best interceptions I've seen in a while. That that I think set the tone. I think that pickoff. Change the complexity because the Patriots were marching down the field. Uh-huh. So yeah. if they had scored, I think it would have changed everything. So Mac Jones only threw two picks. Yeah. But those two picks were crucial in both instances. And one of the picks was also um, batted off. Those two picks were both incredible in their own right. And the second pick was batted by um, Matt Milano. Yeah. So both picks were pretty incredible in their own right. But the, the Josh Allen was absolutely. Like and he you know, and, and you know and he can do things like he's uh, you know he can do things on the he's on the ground he's running around he's you don't know what he's going to do he rolls out and so he has complete control of what's going on and the Patriots offense I mean they defensively look tired and oh this yeah is, this is not a Bill ba- Bill Belichick de- defense that does that yeah and so what happened uh, you know, well I'm just going to say that their players faltered faltered of course they, they, they did. did they did. Uh, I think the best player for the Patriots was probably Jones. As inconsistent as he was, he wasn't doing a lot of things too badly. Well, Buffalo was just had dominant. to rely on him to start yeah. throwing. Yeah, he didn't do too badly in that regard, but the Buffalo's D, Buffalo's D was just dominant. You get to a point where the game's out of reach, and then what are you doing? You're not running anymore. Yeah. So they got they got they they gave up 174 yards on the ground. You're not going to win games like that. So this is payback for that, that game where they played a few weeks ago where – Patriots ran up and down on them, so that was payback. So I, you know, I think that was a statement game, and so good for this the is, Bills, good for their fans. I, the weather was a lot better than what people expected, so they were able to throw the ball a little bit better. Um, so that 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 leads it was to inc- it yep. was an incredible incredible win. So. And the Bills will be taking on the Bucks. No, they'll be taking no, on the Bucks. Who is it? Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, going? different. Holy moly! Yeah, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Not that you were in the Super Bowl, yeah, but no. Yeah. But they're going to Kansas City. Which Kansas City, that's going to be a... You gotta that's, try a re, that's, that's a That's the mountain. you that, got to get to the that, mountain. That's a, gotta, that's a rematch of last year's AFC Championship you match. you got to get to the mountain, so we'll see what happens this time. Speaking of which, while we segue into the Chiefs, Ben Roethlisberger uh, sent off... In, uh, sent off in, in a pretty fun, pretty bad fashion. He no, padded his stats anything. towards they the end. They couldn't do anything. Uh, the, the first half of the, Ste- the Steelers sort of held on in the first half. Well, they but did. Actually, for more than a, a quarter and a half, the Steelers actually kept things close. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs tried to figure them out. Yeah. I think Mahomes was doing too much, and then they just everything just started clicking. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, bing, 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 bing. Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Patrick Mahomes rolling out. The running game was good. Jared McKinnon stepped in for um, 
The other guy was out. Uh, McCall. No, McCall Hallman was playing. Uh, was Tyreek Hill? Is not he Tyreek out? No. Hill. No, no. It's the other running back. Uh, Damian Williams. Solaire, whatever his name is. Yeah. Damian uh, Williams, I think. Damian Williams was out, too. So they had, they've had banged up running backs. But they had, they had a good game from Jared McKinney, who's played yeah. for the Vikings, played for the Niners, been injured, but... This was a good game. But the, the Steelers relied on high-end high end talent and um, flukes all season long, and it, it shows in this game. They weren't good. They no. were They were not good. Well, the Steelers couldn't push the ball down the field. And then, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, God bless him for coming back, because he, he was injured for several games, came back to play. Is he really going to do much, though? Juju, but there, was a, there wasn't much he could do in this game. Juju Smith-Schuster, in my opinion, even as a wideout, he's, like... He's that guy who he can't really create space by himself. He needs mm-hmm. somebody else. Almost. So, I mean, it, you know, it came down to a few things. Tra- records were broken. So Travis Kelsey came the first tight end to not just get a reception for a touchdown, also throw a touchdown. So that's how the Chiefs do it offensively. You don't know where it's going. Yeah. And they just do all this stuff, and it's and speed kills. So this was the Steelers' send-off. Farewell, Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph, welcome to start his job. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they're screwed. I have to uh, find a quarterback. Obviously, they don't think that Mason Rudolph's uh, going to be the look, God, or, or Dwayne Haskins. Got God, God bless Mason Rudolph, but you, you better just, well, just like... Stay, stay a backup. Hold the clipboard. Get paid a lot of money. Just, just, ask, just ask Marcus Mariota. Marcus you, Mariota walks in every, like, look, what? First, second, or fifth game for the yeah. Raiders. God bless him, Mason Rudolph. You better go into witness protection because you're about oh, to be, be you're, you're about to be hunted down by by not, by Yinters. Okay. Oh boy. Moving on. So, the Washington Football Team is having a rebranding party next month. Oh, if boy. anybody's interested in that, rebranding. It's a rebranding re- 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 party. Rebranding what the culture? Or rebranding? The, obviously, they're changing their name. The culture is actually. I, I think that I think it's going to be the Commanders for some reason because no, it's the, recently I, I, they put jerseys up that had little stars and the yeah, colors. Yeah, appara- apparently it's the Commanders. The Commanders. I think that's going to be their name. But there's been a rebranding party. Deadspin wrote about this, so I don't know what that means for. Washington well, I, I I think it means very little. I mean, <laughs> just like. Even whatever they're named, the Washington football team or name redacted, whatever they're uh, the commanders. Well, Jay Gruden thought yeah. that they should never have changed their name yeah. in the first place. So. Yeah, Jay, Jay yeah. Gruden, John yeah. Gruden. No, Jay Gruden, Jay? Former, the former coach. Oh, the, the former coach. Washington okay. football team, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Has spoken publicly, reportedly, and said they should have never changed their name. Well, we're, well, in, we're in different times, way man. Way different times. But here's the, like, here's the thing. Whatever you change your name to, you're never going to change the stinking, rotten franchise that Dan Snyder is holding in his cold arms. It is a horror... Like, the Washington f- football franchise, whatever it's named, is terrible. Yeah. As an as a organization, from top to bottom, coaches to the owner to executives to bench warmers, yeah. it is Absolutely rancid. Even okay, so, its fans. So if you got a ticket for this rebranding party, you're not going. No, I wouldn't even say. Would I wouldn't even bother. Why? Why would I even buy bother buying it in the first place? True. It, that's a. That's a. That's not even a good like. I wouldn't even take that as a hypothetical. I would not even bother going to this if I'm a fan okay. of this organization. All right. So we now know that the Houston Texans 
are now looking for another head, another head coach. Yep. After David goodbye, Culley goodbye, there. Patsy. You were a pa- David Culley is a Patsy. He's a Patsy for for uh, the terrible executives. Did he at deserve the top. to be fired? No, he didn't. He was. But we all saw it coming. He was a patsy. He was brought in to be Jack Easterby's patsy. We know this. Jack Easterby is running this team into the ground. It's as simple as that. But I think they, they're probably going to get someone like with some sort of experience to, to rally the troops if they hire Bill O'Brien again. But um, they're probably going to get someone with some type of experience, um, maybe someone who's coaching the NFL before from the college ranks. But it's yeah, not going to be horrible. My concern is the fact that you know it's a it's a it's a minority fire, and the thing about me mm-hmm. is, I suppose the other thing for me is, you know, Houston wasn't very good. He didn't have any. He didn't have. Yeah, they fired to work. With. He's a pat. He was a patsy. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of Steve Wilkes because Steve Wilkes yeah. was there for five well, seconds. Well, here's and the, then before your boy got Aaron, in there. But here's the thing with Arizona. Steve Wilkes did a poor job, but he shouldn't have been fired after one year. If he was fired he after one year... Josh Rosen as yeah. quarterback. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Yeah, but he did a poor job, but he shouldn't have been fired after one year. People screwed up. Dave Kime screwed up, and he's still the GM over there. He's still the GM there. I don't know why he was he was, he was was allowed to stick around there. But the Texans, they, they fired him because they're going to be they're a patsy and watch them hire Bill O'Brien again because reasons. Yeah, they won't do that. They won't do that. If okay. I if they do it I will laugh. All right, switching gears to basketball. Knicks made a move. Get yep. themselves Cam Reddish. I don't I don't think they got rid of much. Well, they traded away Kevin Knox. Yeah, he wasn't Kevin, playing. Kevin Knox Jr. He wasn't um, a first round pick yeah. and two second rounders. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. the first rounder is kind of kind of steep though cuz you're giving up. You're giving like the Knicks aren't particularly amazing this year, and it's like it's. Well, look, not, I think the Knicks will make the playoffs. They'll make the play in. And I maybe. think if they make the playoffs or the play in, then that reduces that first. The first round pick is not going to be high. But you're bring, you're bringing in a guy. If you think about what you're getting back, I think this makes more sense for um, for the Knicks than it does the Hawks. If, for the Knicks, you're bringing in Cam Reddish, who has so much potential if you give him playing time. He, he just can needs be a, time. Yep, he needs time, and he wasn't getting that. No, at, because at he Atlanta. had too much, too many stretches, too many guys in his position. And I don't. Kevin Herter was getting more more play than he was. I don't. I don't believe that uh, Cam and Cam Reddish. I don't know why the Hawks traded Cam Reddish. I'm not sure why because you you trade. I think back to the 2018 draft when they drafted Luka Doncic and traded down to get the guy they wanted, Trey Young, and got a first-round pick, which back, which turned in to Cam Reddish in 2019. Mm-hmm. So you could have gotten Luka, you could have kept Luka, and oh, well. got and not bothered with all trading down to get Trey Young. Okay, well, right. it's either here or there. I don't know. It, I, I look. He's a young kid. He's twenty-two years old. He's young. If he gets chances to play alongside his Duke teammate, then the two of them could go give Zion a call and say, "What are you doing, bro? <laughs> You're still hurt. You need to tell the Pelicans to trade you to the Knicks, and we got a few assets to give them." You're still then, on the Zion train, y'all. Well, are still. He's on got this two Zion. of his friends sitting there playing. He might as well join the club and play. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't. It would make a lot of sense. Okay, move on. Yep. Blame LeBron. Is it safe to blame blame LeBron James? Hell no. For the for the Lakers issues? Hell no. Do you see the numbers he's putting up? 
Are you seriously going to tell me to blame LeBron for what's going on? Mm-hmm. I, I'll blame him for only one thing. For for um want for telling Palenka to surround him with ta- with these guys. That's the only thing I'll blame him for. The only thing. The play he's putting up right now. We're looking at a 37 year old who hasn't lost a step. Mm-hmm. He is at, he's like he's a cyborg. He's putting up near MVP numbers. I, mean, I don't think he's going to be the MVP this okay, year, so and I don't think he should be. Okay. But he's putting up near MVP numbers. Okay, so I, I disagree. I'm reading. The, I'm just, I love Deadspin, and it says here, James wanted his own big three, just like the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. James figured if he wanted a shot another title, he had to be on par with that three-headed monster. Yeah. This is LeBron James GM. Lay GM. Nothing happens unless LeBron says so. So exactly. they said, he said, you know what? I love to play with this Westbrook guy. I like Russ. I like Russ. Hometown for him. Homecoming. Okay, let's just give away our youth. We'll give him to Washington and we'll take Russ. So I disagree. He has the power to make these things happen. Nothing goes without LeBron say so. But the only time, let me finish, the only time I will say that he may have not had so much say so was in Miami. Because mm-hmm. that's Pat Riley's territory. Yeah. And so he was brought in to Miami, and then other things were brought in. I'm sure he had input in that, but Pat Riley is the one who makes the last decision there, as far as I see it. Yeah. But this is a different situation. I don't blame LeBron at all for what, how bad the Lakers are playing. I don't, like, you did, we didn't expect the season from Russ. Last season he had an okay season if it wasn't, if, if unremarkable. He can't shoot. But he cannot shoot. We know he can't shoot. But he was, he's been especially bad this year. On all fronts, not just his regular shooting. He can't shoot to the point where Sacramento's you know, was cold as ice. <laughs> oh, my funny. God. That he was, was losing. He was getting that, upset about that it. Was re- that, was, that was harsh. Coming from, from Sacramento. Sacramento. That's from saying something. Sacramento. All they got is a nice, nice, sta- nice uh, stadium. That's about it. Look, 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 I'll leave it here. My thoughts are that he's the one who makes these things happen. He's got, they got Anthony Davis. He's supposed to be the future, but he can't even walk. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. They lost. They got blown out by the Nuggets the other night, demolished by them. Made Jeff Green. Jeff Green went in the time machine. He was dunking all over them. So, I think this sits with LeBron. And so, you know, the Lakers will finish the. They'll finish the season in the top ten. They won't do playing, but they're gonna get smoked. Oh and yeah. You don't want to be hanging around the sixth seed having to play Memphis. They'll yep. get smoked. Yeah. So, Especially we'll, since they've looked. Memphis has looked strong against yes, them this season. Absolutely. Move on. All right, moving uh, on. We have we have Warriors slumping. They've been four and six the last ten games. They're kind of looking. They lost. The, they lost the other day. They lost to the Timberwolves just the other day. Yeah. So they they kind of looking a bit off. I don't think I don't think Curry was playing. Clay was Clay got his points. Um, well, but Draymond's not there. I, I've said it before that Draymond's out for another couple weeks. Yeah. And I think they're gonna have to weather the storm. Yep. I think, but. In the last, uh, in that four and six stretch, what's looked promising to me about the Warriors is Jonathan Kuminga has been fantastic over the last couple of games, and I think if they can, if they can just use this stretch to develop him, and maybe develop Wiseman, they've got they they might be able to weather this storm. Because Kuminga, he's put up some really great numbers. He's averaged about nineteen point four mm-hmm. points a game in this in this four and six. I think stretch. it's Draymond. I think Draymond. Draymond is their guy. Draymond helps them. He sets. He look. The Warriors. If you watch them, they're not good without Draymond setting picks. 
they, you know, Steph, Clay, they function on a pick and roll system that helps them get their shots. Now they're just getting it in transit or getting it, or not getting the proper spacing. And I think that's where Draymond's presence is, is sorely missed on this team. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think they're going through a bit of a patch. I think they're being exposed a little bit. Uh, size-wise, they, yeah, they, they have some size. But I think, yeah, they, they got beat down. They got beat up and down by Minnesota the other day. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, don't think, I think the Warriors are going through a bit of a period. But I think it will still be, like I said last week, them and the Suns. So. But I think if they, again, if they just use this to develop the young guys that they have, they'll be fine. Okay. Um, I've said it before. I said, well, there's still some chirping about it. Uh, Joel Embiid for MVP. Mm, I mean, no. his numbers suggest- no. <gasps> Really? I'm going to disagree with you. Really? Okay. I'm going to disagree with you. Really? I don't think there's been a more valuable player wow. to the t- to their team than Nikola Jokic this season. Again, you think Nikola's twice? I haven't. I haven't. I I haven't seen it. They got a better record than the than the Nuggets. I have not. No, I don't care. Without Jokic, this team is horrible. Have you better- seen the injuries that they have? Jokic is putting up currently. He's still putting up the highest per of any NBA player in history, succeeding Giannis. Like, he is having probably statistically the best, in terms of player efficiency rating, the best season an NBA player has ever had. Okay, so I There hasn't been a more, in my opinion, there hasn't been a player more valuable to his team than Jokic. I disagree. I I believe that you don't give it again to the guy who just won last year. Voter fatigue. Well, you don't. Voter fatigue. You don't. I think think it goes to someone like Embiid, considering... The fact that someone else who should be there, whom we don't want to talk about, yeah, I'll, 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 the, act, the initials are BS. <laughs> <laughs> who shouldn't? Who should be playing well alongside of him? He's been able to do it without him. So, and he's averaged, in the, you know, from from the twenty seventh of December right to the sixteenth of January, he's averaged twenty seven points a game. His field goal percentage is forty percent. I mean, he, he can do, you know, he. He's making things happen on a team that wasn't supposed to do very well without BS. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say it, it was Joel Embiid. He missed out slightly last year to Nikola Jokic. I got it. Nikola Jokic is still missing people. You know, Murray's not back. Who knows when he's coming back? Kevin Porter. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is out. I Michael get Porter it. Jr. Michael, Michael Porter Jr. Right. And and they're playing in the West. I get that. But I think I believe that Joel Embiid should get that honorable mention for MVP. Right now, Giannis is leading the race, just for reference. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you want to talk about voter fatigue, you can get Giannis. All right. Moving on. Ah, the Joker. Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. So after... Na, 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 na. Let me sing it. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. So, Goodbye. Um, a couple of updates with this. So, oh, uh, yeah, he's been deported. He's been deported. So, Minister Alex Hawk, show so, some cojones. So, um, there's been a lot of um, flip flapping over the past week with um, no Djokovic's situation, oh my God. whether he's going to play oh the ten- in um, the Australian Open or not. But and Tennis Australia and the Victorian government really wanted him to play because of their sweet, sweet revenues. But the federal government stepped in and said, "No, your your um, exemption is base is baseless. Uh-huh. You cannot enter the country. Okay. You have to be deported." Okay. So, reportedly, and I'm not in the trenches here, 
but reportedly, this is a situation that Tennis Australia were aware about the, this. They were aware of conditions for entry for for players, for example, yeah. from the federal government back in November. Of course, they were. So t- it, it it puts Tennis Australia in the firing line, and they're asking for their head to be given the flick because of what's happened. They've they've given no comment, and it's a it's been a big mess, and so. This should have never gotten to this point. Well, I think uh, the uh, the Australian government look, looks looks bad here as well. Of course, for letting him in in, in, the, in first the first place. place. By the way, letting him in off our dollar. Yeah, you didn't. You, let, let Your me dollar. Me. I don't pay taxes well, yet. Well, well, my dollar and everyone else who's paid taxes does the right thing. You know, joking. You know, Novak comes in and he's on. He's getting taken care of, and he's yeah. flown on a plane back to Abu. You know, he's Dubai. He was obviously flying first class with his training crew. So good luck. Go to France. You'll get in. And you'll get your chance in France because France will want the notoriety, and they can do whatever they want. This is not about Serbia, by the way. Serbia should just calm down, park yep. your brakes. I don't know what's going. You know, outside of Novak Djokovic, I don't know anything else about Serbia. But this is not an affront to Serbians. If you don't have your shot, you can't come into the country. That's the way it should work all over the place. Well, here's here's um. A thing I was thinking about earlier with this situation as well. No one is bigger than a country. No one person is bigger than a single country. Well, at least we know that somebody thought they were. Yep. Here's the here's the thing. If you think that you are bigger than a country's laws, you are like delusional. And this is the same this is what's happened with Djokovic. He's the he thought he could come in with, and try to skirt around the rules that were in place and around the rules that were in place and I'm not here to say whether they're right or wrong even though I have my own opinions which I won't share I'm going to say that they are the rules that are in place I'm not saying how that, well, the that's, rules apply for yeah, everybody else that's how if you're and, a spectator yep, you have to be vaccinated it's, it's a double standard and it sets a dangerous precedent oh, no well. one person is bigger than a country it's oh, as simple as that as simple as that so you know what whatever goodbye goodbye go to French Open win, win on clay all right, that should that does it for our episode uh, this Monday, a long Monday episode. Probably mm-hmm. by the, the time lo- we come back on Friday, we'll be able to talk about the Rams and the Cardinals and paint a picture for what's going to happen. Yeah, for the divisional rounds, it's going to be very interesting. And and that Rams Cardinals game, I'll be watching that with keen eyes. Keen eyes, and if I come here giving y'all the nose, you'll know why. So thank you guys for watching, and we will see you next time.